Welcome to New Dentists on the Block, a podcast featuring new dentists sharing their experiences in the world of dentistry. Successes, challenges, and life in between. Navigating dentistry together one experience at a time. Dr. Tara Abumabab was born and raised in South Florida. She received her bachelor's degree in biotechnology and a minor in nutrition from the University of Florida. Prior to dental school, she spent several years in the immunology lab at the University of Florida College of Dentistry. She then completed her dental training in Boston at Tufts University School of Dental Medicine, having achieved the highest level of clinical competency and success. During her training, Dr. Tara treated patients with a multitude of backgrounds and medical complexities. She traveled and trained internationally, where she developed a deep understanding of healthcare disparities and recognized the opportunity to provide care for a community. Today, Dr. Tara is caring for patients in a private practice as a general dentist in Cincinnati, Ohio and runs her social media page, Dent Tara, to help patients build confidence in their smile and overall health. She is also a member of the Ohio Dental Society and proudly a constituent of the Ignite DDS family. Dr. Tara continues to grow professionally and personally as she navigates the various opportunities the dental field has graciously brought forth. Dr. Tara and I are good friends and members of the Ignite DDS family, and I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode where she shares a little bit about practicing in the private practice where she's at in Cincinnati. Let's get to it. Tara Abumabab, how are you doing today? Welcome to New Dennis on the Block. I am so good. I'm so pumped to be hanging out with you. Oh, it's always an exciting time for me to have the opportunity to hang out with you and talk to you and learn a little bit more about your life. And tell me, how's your week going? It's going. I mean, we're we're just barely starting on the beginning of the week. So I feel like I always say it starts good and then I'm... I'm scared to see how it's going to end. It's been (laughs) a great week so far. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Tara, I would love if you would tell our listeners a little bit about your background. Sure. Yeah. So I am a pretty recent grad. I graduated in 21 from dental school. Um, I'm a Florida born and raised. I love to bring that out because I love my home state. Um, (laughs) And uh, I went to Tufts University for my uh, dental school, undergrad at University of Florida, and then uh, made my way over to Cincinnati when my uh, fiance got accepted into a uh, OMS program out here. In very much colder setting in comparison to Florida. Definitely, definitely. I feel like it's always the main topic for me because it's all I can think about physically. Um, but it's definitely uh, not as cold as Boston, but it's definitely cold. Yeah, I can't. I can't do that. I can't. Do that. I love the cold. Is it? Yeah, it's we are. We are sixty-two here, so it's a little bit colder. Yesterday we were in the seventies, but that, that's that's pretty crazy. So, Tara, I know that a lot of what your future was looking like when you were in dental school really depended on where your now fiance was going to for residency. But could you talk a little bit about how you chose uh, not to do an AGD or GPR or an, another residency uh, along those lines? Sure, and I think our generation, uh, especially they've had a little bit of a different experience. I mean, one with just the changes in technology, but two with COVID. Um, My class, unfortunately, missed out a lot on their clinical experiences. So a lot of my classmates were looking into all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden residencies were like a optional thing. And then I felt like everyone felt like it was a requirement because, you know, we didn't get the full training that we had been promised and Mm -hmm. hoped for because it's just something really crazy. Um, 
But at the time, I mean, like you said, a lot of it did depend on what my fiance was doing. And I'd like to think that I'm Miss Independent and I would never move somewhere for someone. But <laughs> it, it was really just to start my life, you know, and and if I have to be honest, I was lucky because at Tufts, I had a very privileged clinical experience. Mm. Um, I, I felt like even if I didn't get the hands-on portion physically, that clinically and conceptually, I had a really broad understanding of what needed to be executed. I may not have been fast enough, but I think that no matter how much training you get, until you do, you don't get it. Um, and you don't really pick up on that speed. I, I think the first six months out of school, regardless of where you are in your life, um, is a huge learning curve. So at that point in, in my start of my career, I got lucky because I felt like I'd found an office that was going to you know, train me well enough and I felt like I would be okay. Um, you know, Was it ideal? Could I have gotten more training? Absolutely. But I still think that I felt confident in my own personality and my social skills to kind of, I, I, I know people hate it when I say fake it till you make it, but really that is a big part of it. You're faking it till you really understand what's going on, till you know how to do exams and so on and so forth. So that's like the basis of how I decided, okay, I'm, I'm not going to give in. Tara, for you, for, for moving to Tufts to a city that you've never lived in, how was that for you in the sense that you were doing a job search in an area that you really didn't know anything about? That is the hardest part. Um, I think it's nerve wracking, right? Like even when you start a new anything, like new school, new city, new anything, you're, I remember moving to Boston and being scared and like losing weight. Cause I did, I didn't know anyone. So I wouldn't go out and eat anything and you know, you're whatever, but um, honestly, social media has played a huge, huge role in my life. And I think that a lot of times people will roll their eyes as soon as they hear the word social media, it, the word social media, it's like a trigger word for people now. Um, it is it totally, and it totally is for me too, but, um, it's such a strong piece of today's society and it can be amplified in so many ways, like not just in the social aspect of it. It's, it's basically the expedited LinkedIn or the, you know, and there's different platforms and different places that you can search. But for me, it was, okay, well, I don't know anyone. I just know like a few people of friends of friends who know a little bit about Cincinnati and that was it. So um, I really got on to social media and I just started slowly tagging, you know, putting like hashtag Cincinnati dentists in my posts and then finding dentists online and through Google and through and seeing who had good reviews. Cause it's not just the patients who look, you know, it's the future associates who look. Um, and then slowly just started introducing myself to some of the dentists until I, I found an office that I thought really fit my personality and, and fit my goals for my first few years out. I love that. I think that that's such a smart way to go ab about that. I feel like a lot of people put feelers out in a different way, but you kind of looking through the reviews and looking through social media was a great way for you for you to be guided to the right place. Mm -hmm. And being in the group practice that you're in now, I feel like from what I see from the outside looking in, the way that you all collaborate and mesh together is absolutely phenomenal. How do you feel now that you have found this practice um, that you're working at? I, I love the people I work with and I, I'm very privileged because it's not just that we get to do 
you know, the fun stuff at work and we're, you know, always joking around and learning from each other, but we really do do good dentistry. Like I, I really respect the fact that we're on top of each other about stuff. And it's like, it's funny. You'll, we'll be in the office and somebody will, one of the doctors will ask me about a patient that I saw earlier. And I'm like, how'd you know I saw that person? But it's, it's because we're constantly trying to learn from each other and, and learn and develop and say, Oh, like what, what would you do in this case? And, um, you know, I'm still a new dentist. There's still so much I don't understand and, and so much that I do that I'm, I'm perfecting maybe, or, um, developing. And so, um, the dynamics in our office are really fun. Uh, we do really, really have a good time. We try not to take things uh, outside of the clinical perspective and um, healthcare perspective too seriously. Um, and I think it creates a good culture for the patients too. I think that they can really tell we have a great time and they can hear us like laughing in the hallways. So um, I, I feel very, very blessed to begin my, my career in such a beautiful place. I, I love how you mentioned earlier the fake it till you make it and you know, going back to dentistry, dental school, I, I just can't believe that that's something that we have to kind of go through. I thought that before dental school, going into dental school, I would come out and I would know everything. And truly, we all know that, that that's not the case. But that fake it to the make, till you make it mentality is so huge. But I think with that mentorship and guidance uh, kind of goes along with it as well. How have you felt that going into this practice, you have been guided and mentored by those that you work with? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I hope anyone listening to this doesn't think that we just like clinically don't know what we're doing. We just yeah. fake it. That's not the part right. we're talking right. about. Um, but um, the 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 great thing in my office is that each doctor kind of has a different level of um, expertise or a certain genre of, of dentistry that they really respect and um, are passionate about. Um, and so the cool thing about that is, well, you know, even like, you know, the head honcho um, knows that I'm the more recent grad and maybe I've developed skills in from dental school or read studies more recently. And, you know, we'll have discussions about that. Um, you know, sometimes at lunchtime, I'll pop into his office and just say, hey, this is how I handled this case. Like, what do you think? Or what would you have done different? Um, and then the the stages in the middle of that is I, I we have a doctor who's just just a year ahead of me, and then one that's maybe five to seven years out, and he's got his own skill set, and, and you know he loves surgery, so I learn a lot from him about surgery, and um, it, I, I mean, I think to some degree what what you learn when you work with other people, which is why I really really recommend working in a group practice, especially straight out is that you have this opportunity to constantly be able to ask questions and not because you don't know, but because there's not one way to do dentistry. And if you ever think that there is, you're, you're probably just really passionate about what you do and that's wonderful, but you have to not be naive and know that there's more than one way. And so when you, when you have that mindset, when you're willing to learn something more, that's when you start to grow and um, develop better relationships with your mentors. And those mentors end up becoming more like colleagues, the more you learn from them. And, and that's a, a great way to grow. Very well said. In your practice, are there currently specialists that you all work with? We definitely work with specialists. So they don't necessarily come to our office. We kind of we know our limits in, in the office. And I, I think that that's a really important thing too. 
Um, you know, we might touch a little bit on endo, we might touch a little bit on surgery and, um, you know, definitely some of the senior docs like to do all on X cases and that's all great. Um, but there's a limit to that. And so, yeah, we definitely have a really, really good relationship. And if you're somebody who's a specialist, um, looking to grow your practice, I think the best thing that... The best specialists I've met are the ones who have taken the time to meet me, and then I feel better about sending them. So we do have really good relationships with the people around us. And, you know, sometimes you get into something you think it's going to be easy, and it's not. And um, sometimes you need, you know, an endodontist to kind of bail you out on this super hard endo. It's just not going the way you thought. Um, So, you know, relationships with specialists are really important. Shoot, I need all endodontists to bail me out of endo. I am not a fan. I'm not an endo girl either. Yeah. I thought I I thought I was when it's a plastic tooth in school, you're like, oh, oh. I could do this. Oh yeah. Because yeah, yeah, you yeah. can see the tooth outside of the mouth. But then it's like this uh, endodontists are special. They're special human beings for sure. I think that's another great part of being in a group practice, especially in a city that maybe you're not familiar with, is that you get connections and introduced to other dentists and other specialists in the area, um, which is great because you'll be able to have this skill set depending on where you end up after this time, uh, after your fiance graduates and say you move back to Florida, but you'll be able to build this skill set from a group of dentists and specialists that have kind of guided you at this point in your career that you'll be able to take to a new setting. Oh, definitely. I couldn't agree more. I think that'll be a, a fun new adventure. I guess I'll have to start over. Maybe we'll do a TikTok this time when I do my do- job search. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you all aren't following Tara on social media, you absolutely need to. One, to see all the cool things that she is doing in her practice and how much fun and camaraderie they have as a group practice and the sock, sock Fridays, is it? Yeah, or, we or do what Sock Fridays. Sock Fridays. Fridays. Yep, you're right. Yeah. Super, super fun. Um, But also all the things that she's doing in social media and absolutely killing it. And um, I I can't wait to see what that future for you in social media would look like. Oh, thanks, Tanya. And uh, I mean, for all the listeners, Tanya and I met, what now, like a couple years ago, I guess over Zoom a a bunch of times and then finally met in person. And I mean, you've become like uh, beyond just a friend to me, but like really someone I look up to. I just, I'm so motivated. Every time I hang out with you, I'm like, I'm going to start that project I told Tanya that I was going to do. And so um, I just, I love that you're doing this podcast. I think you really get me all fired up about um, life in dentistry and and just life outside of of what we do every day. So I appreciate you. Tara, thank you so much for those kind words. And the feeling is mutual. I am such a big fan. And we've had uh, opportunities to kind of hang out and um, kind of enjoy life together and experience CE together. And it has been um, so fun. And I'm so glad that Ignite DDS brought us together to be able to do that. But talking about that experience where we first met, I can remember when we did, you were coming out of dental school and you were so nervous to start practicing dentistry and to start in a practice that um, you kind of questioned. You didn't really know what was to come. How have, how do you feel now kind of looking back in retrospect about how you were feeling then? I, you know, maybe I'm tooting my own horn, but I am really proud of myself. I think uh, I've definitely come a long way. Um, it's so funny. I, I can, I'm almost like annoyed by myself or like the way I was acting when I first graduated because I was, I really was nervous. I mean, I was freaking out um, because again, so many of my friends were doing residency programs and I was having imposter syndrome like times 400. Um, but I think 
if you just can step back sometimes, you know, I get in these like moments where I'm like, Oh, I need to keep growing. If I had to look back and know why I've grown so much, I think that I now understand patience a lot better. Um, you know, as a dentist, you take care of your teeth, you sit in the chair, there's usually not that much going on for you. So that you don't, you don't get that same experience as a, as a patient because of the exposure. Um, but I think that's what's made me a better dentist is understanding patients better and um, knowing the outcomes of certain things. Like we all want to save teeth all the time and we want to do all these great things, but you also got to understand the person, their background, who they are. It, you know, am I going to only see them in this one time or will they come back to me? Like which, and it, depending on that one, that treatment might change because of that. And so, um, if, if I had to, you know, tell me two years ago how to feel and, and what's going to happen, I, I would tell myself, like, spend time understanding people better. Um, and that in itself will make you a way better dentist. Not to say I'm, I'm, who knows, maybe my patients hate me, but I feel like as a person, I have grown a ton because I have taken the time to understand people. That's huge advice. You know, I, I I would hope that every dentist out there really strives to be the best dentist they can be. But it really comes down to patient relationships, uh, having conversations and being open with your patient. And even when things go south, I think that you will find that if you treat your patients right, if you welcome them and make them feel welcomed in your practice, they will probably be very understanding when things go south and be willing for you to try something new on them. I, I have found that here in public health, you know, I'm kind of the only one that they really can turn to, but, um, you know, they could choose to stop coming if they would like, but that patient doctor relationship is is so huge and learning to speak to patients and being empathetic, I think can really take you a long way. Oh, definitely. You said it perfectly. Tara, what do you think your future will hold after you are done in the realm of Cincinnati? I, it's so funny you bring this up. I have been racking my brain. I've, I've, I really want, this is going to sound so corny, but I'm just going to go out and say it on the record forever for the internet. That's but, right. That's, that's what yeah, I'm looking that's, for. That's what this is, right? Um, blackmail. But I really want to do it all. Uh, I, I was very recently having a conversation with someone about how I feel like you have to choose between whether you want to be like a really good clinician or do you want to be like a really good like family person or, you know, do you want to be a really good businesswoman or a speaker, whatever it is, right? And and I think that if you find a balance, which I have not found yet, um, but I think that I'm capable of finding that balance. So I'd, I'd love to one day open up my own practice and, and still have time to do talks and, you know, travel and meet people and um, still have time to have a family. Um, and, you know, I don't know, maybe someone's listening to this laughing and saying good luck, but if I can be that person and, and develop that kind of future for myself, I, I think that um, me now will be really proud of that person. So that's what I'm striving for. I, I try not to compete with other people. And I think it's true that you're kind of competing with the old version of yourself always. Um, so future me, uh, hopefully I'll be watching this and be like, see, you did it girl. Um, and I know me and you, me and you, we got this, this, I feel like we've talked about this so many times, like there's just so much more to tap into. And so mm -hmm. my, my goals are 
hopefully I'll be back in Florida and some flip flops and shorts where I belong. Um, but whatever that future holds, I, I just hope that I can find a really beautiful balance between, you know, being the career woman, the businesswoman, and the family woman that I, I really want to be. I have no doubts that you will accomplish that. And I can't wait to see what the future brings for you. And I think that the the profession gives us that flexibility to be able to do it all. I think times are changing and, and have changed maybe in the last 20 years or so where, you know, women can do it all. Women can balance their practice. They can balance their family life and they can do more than that. And we, we see some stellar uh, stellar practicing clinicians who are doing it all. They have their own practice. They travel around the world. They're speaking. They're sharing their knowledge and their passion with others. And I can I can definitely see you doing that, Taro, for sure. Um, and I hope that others who are listening will also feel inspired to to join a similar journey. Because if you're passionate about it, you can definitely um, fulfill it. And we can't wait to see what what you do in the world. Thank you. I really appreciate that. In your growth, Tara, I have seen you, you know, we mentioned and talked a little bit about your growth in social media, but I have seen you grow and explode on TikTok, on Instagram, but you are also a FIGS ambassador. Can you tell our listeners, because I know a lot of people are FIGS fans, <laughs> how that came to be and what you're doing for them? I have to say, um, it's on, on Instagram and social media in general, a lot of companies are going to reach out to you and a lot of companies you know, if you're active and it doesn't matter if you have 10 followers or 500,000 followers, I think that, um, you'll have a lot of, if you're, if you're yourself, you're going to find a lot of people are going to want to work with you. Um, and I find that I've become very selective about who I'm willing to work with, not because I'm anyone like impressive or anything like that, but because I value both as like a healthcare professional and just as a person, uh, I really value good companies and, and companies that serve a purpose. And, um, man, let me just say figs, they're good people. They're mm -hmm. just overall, I mean, we've had retreats with them and things like that. And you get to know the people who work, um, and are part of figs and it really is as genuine. And it's crazy because the, the company is not as big as you would think. Like, I would think that there's like 5 million people doing like this whole production, but the core people like you will get to know. And so, um, I mean, it was plain and simple, like, yeah, you can always apply for ambassador programs and do stuff like that. Um, but plain and simple, I, I think that companies like figs are looking for people with a genuine story and, a not because it's like some like heroic anything, but because they're just the naturally themselves and they're willing to show that to the world. Um, and so, yeah, they approached me and, and, and then I had a conversation and it, it was, it's just been a beautiful, beautiful journey. And I have met some really cool people because of them. I think that's the greatest thing I've gotten out of it. It's not because Instagram and all the perks and the scrubs and yes, those are amazing. I'm very blessed, but you, it's like every amb ambassador there is hand selected and when you meet them, you know why. And um, so, you know, I'm sure there's some really amazing people that would be incredible ambassadors and maybe one day they will be. Um, it's, but it's just like this very unique experience. I don't, I don't know. I get so passionate about it. I really love figs. I think if there's any company that um, deserves their repu uh, a positive reputation, it's them. 
Yeah, I can remember a few years ago when in dental school, when I was in ASA, when we had annual session in California, we had an opportunity to go to the headquarters. And I was ready for this, like, you know, 10 story building, a ton of people working on it. And at the time, you know, there were lots, I guess they were a lot smaller, maybe just beginning. And they were literally just one floor. And everyone worked on the same floor. Maybe it was two. And everyone had camaraderie. Everyone was collaborating. And it was so cool to see that humbleness and those ideas kind of brewing and coming to life. And that made me so excited to see uh, that company kind of just launch from that point to now and continue to do amazing things. And their philanthropy is huge. Unreal. Mm -hmm. What I'm really hearing, you know, in your message here on top of, you know, FIGS is amazing and the community they've created is amazing, is that sense of finding a group and finding that community that you can relate to and people that you can talk to, whether it's in dentistry or outside of dentistry that can kind of help support you through different phases of life. Definitely. And um, that is the same idea of sitting and meeting patients and developing those relationships. You get that same purpose outside and it motivates you. It gets you thinking, it gets you developing and growing and um, motivated to do things that you're passionate about. I mean, there's going to be someone that, I mean, me and you have already had that experience multiple times where it's like, I'll talk to you about something. You're like, Oh, that's so funny. I was thinking about this, like this might be great for you. And, and then, you know, hopefully I have a great idea for you. And it, it I don't know. It just, it creates this culture for yourself. Um, that's not like in the, the four walls that you might exist in day to day. It creates like a culture around you of, of forward thinking people. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you said it even better, better that it really is just an opportunity to, um, have a wonderful community and network and not just in a business sense, but is, is in a personal way too. Yeah, I think that our listeners will find a lot of growth in communities that they they will form, uh, again, both in and outside of dentistry, because dentistry can be very, very difficult. Um, it's difficult to practice. It's straining on the body. It's it's hard. There's so much knowledge out there. There's a lot of imposter syndrome that exists. Uh, but finding that group that you can turn to during those times, I think, is really, really key. There's a lot of loneliness in dentistry as well, too. And so uh, I think that if you can resort to uh, finding groups that can lift you up I think that that's really, really awesome. And hopefully that you, you and I, Tara, can do that for our others uh, as I feel uplifted by you, by all that you do in uh, our friendship. Definitely. You made a really good point about the loneliness. Um, I don't know. It's it's uh, not a very spoken about thing. And I'm sure everyone feels that way in, in part of their career. But uh, it's kind of scary, actually. Um, you'll find yourself in a place and you're like, Am I going to, is it going to be like this forever? <laughs> and it doesn't have to be, um, or it, it can be, but it could be a good thing too. So uh, that kind of strung a chord uh, for me. Yeah, it's hard. I, you know, the number of dentists that I've spoken to, um, mostly off camera, who have shared a lot of their struggles and a lot of that loneliness is um, kind of scary. It's sad, really. I, I wish there were more avenues and outlets where we could help our peers to just be in a better place. Um, but I, I think that we are we're doing a better job about talking about the importance of mental wellness and mental health. And I think that as our profession continues to advance, that'll be a key priority, hopefully for uh, many dentists, if not all. Yeah. And it's not always flowers and butterflies and 
pink red roses and whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's not right. Like we could talk about all the great things and you've been, you know, cueing me to really positive questions, but there's definitely a lot of, you know, negative parts of what we do day to day, but I would say the net everything has always been positive for me. And, um, I think you probably feel the same, but, um, but yeah, it, it does exist. Absolutely. And, and Tara, I want to end on a, on a high note here, but can you tell us a, you know, fun fact about yourself or something cool oh, that happened in your upbringing that just kind of uh, always remains in your mind, a great memory or, or, or something along those lines? Wow, you really put me on the spot here. Um, gotta, gotta keep the, keep you on your toes. <laughs> a fun, I was never good at these, these icebreakers. Yeah, they're things. terrible. They're really so terrible. So hard. Um, okay. I have a better question for you. If you weren't a dentist, what career would you have pursued and why? This is kind of like a, this kind of goes with a fun fact slash what I would have probably wanted to do. Um, fun fact, I went to art school, uh, for middle school and high school, which oh. is why I really loved working with my hands. Um, I was actually shocker theater major, um, uh, shout out Dreyfus school of the arts. And, um, it's weird. I, I, I really enjoyed being on stage and I, I really enjoyed, um, performing, but there was just something about being backstage and being part of the design process I really liked. And so <clears throat> towards the end, when I was getting to like be a sophomore junior into my senior year, I had pretty much transitioned completely into doing costume design. So, I don't know. I'm just, I just looked over and I'm, I'm planning my wedding and I like had put a design together of a wedding dress that I thought that I would maybe wear. But, um, I think that maybe I would do something like that, like something maybe more in New York fashion, even though I'm not a super fashionista, I probably would have learned or loved to have gone to like a conservatory, um, program and, um, done something passionate. I think whatever it is, it would have to be with my hands. It would have to be business related, um, and fast pace. So I, I think that's probably what I would do. Maybe I might change that my answer, but yeah, that makes so much sense to me. I feel like you're very creative and I feel like that just, that, that just makes sense. And, you know, dentistry allows you to be creative as well too, but uh, that's just different. And some, you know, I love dentistry, but I wish I had more time to do, you know, projects, creative projects and kind of activities, um, I know, DIY that's, stuff. That's so. what I'm saying. It's all about the, you want to find the balance and it's like, it's hard when you're starting your, like the first half of your career, you're like finding that balance and yeah, I couldn't agree. I would love to do more DIY. I would love to like build my own house and I mean, I, debt aside, but like, you know, build, <laughs> know, build my own house, have little side projects and, yeah. you know, start my own nonprofit and, you know, all the, the things you've always dreamed of, but we'll get there. We will get there for sure. We will have our own rooms dedicated to YouTube studios and DIY projects on the side. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. Tara, it is always a pleasure to speak with you and I, I learn so much and always have a great time when we have the opportun opportunity to chat. If our listeners would like to connect with you, what's the best way? Uh, so uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, it's dentara underscore underscore. Um, that's usually, I'm probably like the worst texter there ever was. Tanya can. Yeah, you're yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, I'm up there, but you're pretty bad. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way about me, but it's usually the the best place to contact me and, um, I'd be happy to share help. Um, 
someone helped me to get me to where I am today. So I would, I would love to pay that forward. So is there anything I can do or just to say hello, hit me up. And you got to plug the TikTok. What's the TikTok? My TikTok's the same. Dentara. People on TikTok don't love me. Branding is important. <laughs> I, you know, I try. I don't know if I'm just not young enough. I don't know if I just don't got it. Um, I don't dance. I'm not a dancer. So you're not going to catch me on TikTok dancing, but I do put a lot of the same material. Um, but yeah, it's Dentara underscore underscore. So hit me up. All right. Well, I hope that you will follow Dentara and Tara and her, all of her adventures and her journey in and out of dentistry. You'll probably see pictures of us along the way as we kind of adventure together as well, too. But I appreciate all y'all's time in listening to this episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of New Dentists on the Block. If you would like to connect with Tara, you can find her on Instagram and on TikTok at DentTara. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and on all major podcast platforms. We would love if you would leave a review for the podcast. If you know a new dentist that you would like to recommend for the podcast, be sure to send an Instagram message to at new on the block. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at tsmaestas.dds. We'll catch you next time.